do it three times. Three, two, one. Hey. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to Zach and Steve have a podcast podcast. Yes. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. This and, is the third time we're trying to do this. Technology is not our in friend. What, no, I feel like, uh, what, what was it? Who was, what movie was it where the dude like everything? Oh, it was Dr. Grant in the original Jurassic Park. Every time he would try to yes, do anything with technology. something and break. Yeah, it would break, and uh, I feel like that has been our, the case all morning. Yes, we feel like we're experts in our field, and then we realize we're, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we are. We are grown children. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a grown child. I, at I feel all like times. I feel like our kids could figure this out faster than we could. I feel like Elliot and Luke would sit down at this table and yeah. have a much easier time figuring out how all this works. Rather yeah. than us trying to figure out how this works. I have that constant struggle in my life where I don't really feel like I'm an adult. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm, uh, I still feel I'm in my 20s, even though oh, yeah. I'm not. No, in your you're 20s, not. you're just figuring out life. And I, no. I've been figuring out life for a really no. long time. I feel like, I feel like the 20s said adios to me. Like, I didn't say goodbye to my 20s. My 20s my, were My like, body has told me get I'm out of here. in my 20s. Yeah, you, you're not worthy of this any longer, Steven. Yeah, but it's, it's funny how we still don't, I think, people say all the time, you're not as, you're not almost 40 years old. That can't be. And especially our wives. Our wives get, our, you guys are close to teenage years. And like, no, 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 that's, that's not Our it. wives, I think, um, often, and not only do they get confused for being sisters or the same person. Yes, all the time. Uh, all the time uh, but also are, are told that they look much younger than they actually are. Yeah. Uh, where with us, it's yeah, like, I think it's nah, the gray hair. Yeah, it's the gray. People hair. realize we're yeah, we're not. You're not in your twenties anymore, <laughs> but forty maybe not. I but. have a big white spot in my beard now that just appeared. It's like the the X Men Rogue spot. Yeah, it's my Rogue spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like I mean, it's definitely because of Pete, uh, uh, my son. He just yanks it out. My youngest son. No, it's not because he's yanking it out. It's because he, the, the stress that he causes. Ah. Um. So yeah, I now have this big white blotch in my yeah. beard. White hair is something that happens, or gray hair is something that happens early in my family. Yes. Um, yeah, you have been salt and pepper for a while. It's yeah. Pretty soon, I'm going to be pretty pretty gray. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. But. It's looked good on you, man. Thanks. I appreciate you, you, that. You, you it gives me a little bit of sophistication well. um, because I don't feel like an adult. So yeah. as long as I look like an adult. Yeah. But I was watching this show um, on Netflix about Three Mile Island. and uh, <laughs> Gosh, this is getting dark. Yeah. But anyway, they, this For those guy. For you don't know, the Three Mile Island incident. Yeah, it happened back in 1979. Yeah. I, I learned this from the show. This is in New York. But it's something about the people in the late 70s. Uh-huh. They look a lot older than they oh, actually dude. are. <laughs> like, this guy was like, yeah, I was 25, and they showed a picture of him. He looked like he was 55. 55. Something with the, the hair and the mustache. It's the hair and the mustache. And you know what I think it is? I, I've been I, I, smoking cigarettes too much. <laughs> like, like. Like the cigarette clouds in, in yeah. the pool halls, yeah. in the, in the school, at the school bowling, bathrooms. the bowling alley, everywhere. Yeah, um, like, yeah that definitely took a toll on them. But yeah. this is my this is my thought though. Like, think about how many old guys kept their mustaches and hairstyles from the seventies. Yeah. To now, yeah, and like so, we see them now, and so we just automatically equate like that look, yeah, with being true, older. But, but they do look they, old, yeah. I think it's I don't know what I would call it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel it. So I, I I've been I've seen some uh, recently. I've seen some high school pictures of myself. Um, my dad actually today sent me a picture of uh, a, it was a picture of prom day. His prom? Did no, he? my prom. Oh. My prom day is the day after I, I I no. It was hours after I smashed up his truck in an accident. 
Cool. He took a picture. I never heard the story. You never heard the story? No. All right. So the story goes like this. My day of prom. Uh, so this is May 5th. The only reason why I know this is because I keep looking over at the camera. <laughs> it's not there. It's not there. I know. It's, it's not weird. There. I have to stare into your, I, uh, yeah, your we, eyes. We are <laughs> very, very intimate right now. Um, no, but uh, so it was it was May 5th, 2002. So you were just about to graduate. Yeah. Uh, you're a month away from graduation. I was, it was, uh, you know, but we were probably both going to prom right around the same time. You probably. at Mohawk, me yeah. at Hickory High School. Um, so uh, he sent me a picture of me getting into my my uh, Trans Am, my first car, which is, if you don't know what a Trans Am is, but you do have seen The Office, Dwight Schrute and I have the exact same car, or had, I had the exact same car as Dwight Schrute before it was, you know, popular. Um, but anyway... So the day of, I'm taking my my girlfriend at the time, who was also my prom date, uh, as it were. Uh, I was taking her home, Uh-oh. and we were laughing about something in, the, in my dad's truck. I was taking her home in my dad's truck because uh, he had my car at home getting it detailed. Ooh. Like, yeah, my dad waxed it. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was it was it looked so perfect. Um, so anyway, I'm taking her home, and uh, we run into the back. Of somebody because I wasn't paying attention because I was just, you know, I was being stupid, like stupid, you know, 16, 17 year old. Stupid uh, Steve. Stupid Steve. That was me. Scuba Steve. Uh, I like I, stupid Steve. Stupid Steve. <laughs> thanks, Zach. Let's not let that catch on. Um, so, yeah, I ran into the back of a, a, a girl that actually happened to be one of the uh, uh, plant managers at the same company my dad worked for. Ooh. Yeah, but they were friends. My dad and this guy were friends, and so that actually worked out in our benefit. We didn't have to exchange any kind of insurance. My dad, her, so this girl was driving a, a brand-new Honda Civic. Ooh, brand-new. That's Bra- good. Brand, brand-new Honda Civic. I was driving my dad's, like, 95 uh, Chevy um, S10 pickup truck. <laughs> oh it. yeah, my dad had an S10. What dad doesn't have an S10? Yes. If your dad didn't have an S10 in the late '90s and early 2000s, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so we run into her, smashes up the front of our truck, um, and then um, it was like her, the back of her car. Nothing. Just it needed buffed out. It was just oh, wow. scratched a little bit. It didn't even dent the. Bumper. How's that possible? Isn't it like a plastic bumper? Yeah, it and is. The S10's got to be made of steel. It was. I don't understand. It <laughs> physics defied it, and I hit her going like probably twenty-five to thirty-five miles an hour. Oh, like wow. it was not slow, slow, um, but it wasn't like sixty-five miles an hour, like you know, impact. But uh, I mean, and she was so like the girl that I ran into. She was like so sweet and so kind, and like she was like worried. She was like, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "You didn't do anything wrong at all. <laughs> I'm the one. It's my fault. It's my fault." Um, so anyway, it all, it all ended up working out my, so my dad and I, the next day, which was kind of like, I'm not going to get too much into the details of this, but I was quite elated that I got out of other things I was supposed to do the day after prom by going to a swap meet with my dad to uh, get a new bumper, uh, okay. uh, for the truck. So a swap meet, you know, what a swap meet is, uh, you know, have you it's ever like been? a legal, uh, <laughs> It's like a flea market. Yeah, like a flea market yeah. that's maybe legal, maybe a little shady. Yeah, it's a little shady. I mean, it, so the Canfield Fairgrounds, they have their big, it's like uh, Bob and Eddie's. <laughs> there you go. They're, Bob that, and Eddie's. That's already a start of you know something what, man? amazing. So my dad and I went out there. We found the exact bumper Okay. for like a hundred and some bucks. Okay. Um, and that's what we did Saturday. We went, we, I got home uh, from that. 
my dad and I, and actually uh, my now brother-in-law, who was just my f- dear friend back then, he came down. He helped us. Put on a new bumper on that. Put on S10. a new bumper, and then that night we went and saw Spider-Man. Ah, nice. The first one. Okay. That's a terrible movie. Yes. And it still is a terrible movie, and nobody's going to Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 3 are both awful. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 is okay. It's pretty it, it okay. It was the best superhero movie for a while. Yeah, and then they all got better. Yeah, and then, and then, and then it's the very bottom then, of the superheroes. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, remember when we thought the X Men movies were good? Yeah, you ever gone watch, gone back and watched good. those garbage movies? They're horrible. They're yeah. some of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, they're bad. They're really, really bad. Um, but anyway, so Zach and I in this podcast, like we said, we're going to be talking a lot about. And I don't know if we said it on this this recording or the last recording or the recording before that but really what this podcast is designed for is for our students and for really anybody that wants to to listen to us talk about family life uh dealing with being you know a spouse dealing with being a, a father and dealing with uh with doing ministry work we are both in ministry we've had the great pleasure of working together uh in ministry for the past Officially three years, but it's been... Well, yeah, but it's been way longer than that. Like, when you say official, you mean that we're both on staff together. Um, I mean, we've been serving together in this ministry for, I mean, as long as I've been in it. You you started in 2004, 2005, something like that. So you've been right around 18 years working in this ministry. Yeah. Which just, I mean, just speaks to how ancient you are. Yeah, I'm very old. And then I've been, I've been serving in this ministry uh, for the past 14 years uh, as uh, a lay leader and then the youth pastor. Um, so uh, you know, we've we've got to do a lot of really cool stuff together, and that includes doing stuff with our wives and our kids. Eventually, our kids. Yeah, my um, daughter's been. She's oh moving to our second year in the ministry, going into high school, which uh, it's weird. It, it's the weirdest thing. It's, it's weird seeing Addie upstairs with us. It's weird that she's with us. Um, I love her to death. She's a really good kid. But it's just weird. It makes me feel super old. It makes me feel like, oh, man, <laughs> shouldn't somebody else be doing this at this point? Yeah. Uh, are, we, are we still supposed to be the guys? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, God's blessed us in a lot of ways uh, to really reach a lot of students. And, I mean, I think it's been, um, you know, that's been one of the greatest blessings is, yeah. is doing this ministry with with these uh, young people that actually look up to us. I think honestly, I think our age does us well in that regard because yeah, we're not somewhat. we're not their buddies. We're like their parents. Who, we're, we're their parents that, that like, they'll tell stuff to. The cool uncle. Yeah, I think so. Cool uncle, not creepy uncle. The cool uncle. Yeah, there's everybody's got a cool uncle. Everybody's got a creepy uncle. Yeah. I'm trying to think who <laughs> who would who would that meet in, in your family. Let's not name names. No, we're not. We don't need to name names. names. I got all cool uncles. Yeah, all your uncles. All, are, same here, man. Cool, I, yeah. I meant like everybody else has yes, a exactly. creepy uncle. No, not creepy not uncle. my family. No. Not at all. I might be the creepy uncle though. Uh, I'm I'm I'm. I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Like Sarah, yes, Sarah's, you have a lot. Sarah's got a lot of siblings, so uh, it's you know it's definitely um, you know. It's hard to choose like who the best one. Is. If I was going to pick one, and I'm not referring to my, ah, dang it, I looked over that stupid <laughs> camera again. Uh, if I was going to choose one that would be the the best uncle in the family is is my brother in law Stephen. Uh, is he's definitely the best. Must be some of the names. The Steve. name Stephen, it just it just rings true in so many different ways. It's pretty funny because in the kids ministry, there's this ongoing joke. Um, it's a joke, but it's becoming like a lot of different animals. They're naming Steve. There's a bird that keeps a bird that runs into the yeah, window, flying off the window, because it, it's that time of year and in, in the birds it's that, do that time of year. Yeah, in the spring when the you birds, know the time of year where birds just run into windows. It's true. Like they like the, I had this robin that would go on sit on the uh, 
the the side mirror of my pickup truck. Yeah. And then when he would get mad, he would like go down and start pecking it like the chrome yes. on the, the truck because he could see his reflection. Oh. And he would do that all the time. So there'd be bird poop all down the side of my car. Birds are angry. They, they do it at the front window of our house um, because they can see their reflection. Yeah. It's that time of year. It's like the time of year where the the, the nests come out. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, all that stuff happens. <laughs> But there's eggs and there's. This lots. is a podcast for teenagers and yes. adults. Yeah. Like I think they know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's mating season in the bird kingdom. Like so they so they bounce off the window and we name them Steve. That's basically yeah. What they happens. named the bird Steve. And then yesterday, one of our dear friends' daughters, who is also in the youth ministry uh, now, amazingly, because yeah. like none she of she got a new pet. She got a new pet. It's a what was it, a hamster? A hamster is named named Steve. Steve. And she's like, but I didn't name it that. It was it already named Steve. that. I'm like, okay, that hamster. Is not going to respond to its name. You can, you can name it anything. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. It's named Steve. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's just because like way. Steve's always the funny name. You know, it's a really funny name, Steve. So I've had to live with that my entire life, which is fine. Whatever, whatever. I'm not anyway. bitter about that. No. We wanted to talk about something more important than my yeah, name. We, we talked about being... our our ministry and how we do stuff together. We have a yeah, story. We do have a story. So, um, you know, in all the years that we've served together, Zach and I have actually got, had the opportunity to serve on many mission trips together not many couple not a couple um yeah i guess many quantifiably would be over more than three so like you got a couple and then few and then many well usually what would happen would be you would go on the mission trip and i'd cover for you while you're gone yes that's yeah. how or i'd go to a conference and you'd cover for me and yeah. or yeah which i mean that's a story for another day the topics that i would give you while i was away on conference yeah, not to, no not not today not today yeah it has to do with the bird story <laughs> The anyway. birds and the bees. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, so Zach and I uh, had the opportunity to actually serve together. Yes. Um, both of our wives were home pregnant. <laughs> and so we got to yeah. serve in the mission yeah. field. Yeah. So uh, my daughter, Tessa, and your son, Elliot, are uh, the apart. exact same age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're a week apart. Our wives were at home, uh, very pregnant, uh, while we were down in Jamaica, and it's not what it sounds like. It's not like it's not. It was not the relaxing trip. Like, oh yeah, we got to go to Jamaica. It was like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff happening, um, you know. And we won't get into too too many. Uh, we, we won't use any uh, exact names or anything like that. No, we're not going to really dog on anything. Um, I just remember that trip, uh, just being a challenge in and of itself from the beginning because. You know, uh, this is what this is what I will say about mission work. You don't want to go anywhere that you don't feel called to go. Yeah. Um, uh, because uh, for this very reason, if you don't feel that like God's putting it on your heart to go somewhere, you're probably it, you're going to struggle to be effective in that place. Not saying you can't be effective, but you're going to struggle because it wasn't like you're asserting your will over God's will. Yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, that's a common thread for humankind. Like we, we are going to say like, this is what I want to do. And God's like, no, 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 this is what I need you to do. Um, and that's kind of how the whole trip came to be this very first trip. Um, you know, I, I was asked to lead the trip. Um, I didn't feel led to lead the trip, but also, I mean, like, you know, when somebody asks you to lead something, especially when you're, Brand you know, new. You're brand new. You're, you're trying to make a name for You are on staff. It's part of your job to do things like yeah. this. You didn't have a mission trip of your own yet. Someone needed to lead it, and it seemed like maybe a logical thing. All right, Steve. Well, I did have a mission trip of my own. You did? I did. At that point, we had already started Canada. Okay. Canada had already begun. We actually went to Canada before we went 
to Jamaica. Oh, the same year. Yeah, it was all in the same year. We started Canada, and Canada is it's the difference. Unfortunately, Zach and I never got to sh- the, to do that trip together. We never got to serve on a, a team together for that trip, and that that was a magical time of of doing ministry for those first because that was where you were supposed to be. That's that, that that's where I felt called to be uh, uh maybe supposed to be is the wrong word because you were supposed to be in jamaica too i was supposed to be in jamaica i was asked to go to jamaica and i was i was faithful you were nervous to go to jamaica because hey you're leaving the country i was leaving the country there is a lot more responsibility Way more in a res- third world country i mean canada's canada like, is it's just america it's, with a little colder they got flannel and maple syrup right yeah it's pretty much that's exactly it moose uh you know moose like Every you know walk the streets yeah, no, you might, I was, yeah, I was maybe. just kidding. You no, that doesn't actually happen. No, I didn't see one moose. No, you have to go up north. Further north. N- north and west. But Jamaica, third world country, you're like renting vehicles and you're scared it wasn't to even, death. Yeah, it wasn't renting vehicles. You were hiring drivers. Um, the, the roads are not usually paved or paved well there's not a lot of stop signs or lights I, it's pretty much no it, it's no laws it's, like, as it, long as you make it somewhere safe as fast as possible and use your horn as many times as you yeah, can yeah it could be it could be a little intimidating for somebody that's never been there before and uh, and i had been there before um and it was after that trip and it's nothing it's nothing personal or anything it was just after that trip uh, my first trip there uh, I already made a determination. I'm like, this is not for me. And, I, and not in like a, a nasty way or anything. I'm just like, first of all, I mean, it, it doesn't come down to creature comforts, right? Like God doesn't care if you're comfortable. And uh, I'm actually doing a message on Sunday all about Jonah. God doesn't care about your comfort in, yeah. in situations. When he's calling you to do something, he's going to make it happen uh, for you. But um, so I go down to to Jamaica for the first time. And uh, I, I could already tell it just was not my speed. Um, like it was not something I was going to be effective at. God didn't build me for that trip. Um, it was a trip that I definitely felt um, like I I wanted to go on. I was asked to go on that first time because you know my friend was leading the trip. And sure, our church has has been going to Jamaica for years. Long-standing years. relationship. Yeah. And, you know, and Pastor Matt Garrison, who's, you know, still a dear friend of ours. We've known him for almost 20 years, and he's still doing uh, all kinds of ministry. He's so old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Matt. Um, no, but he, uh, you know, he invited me to go on that trip. Um, and it turned out that was like, like kind of his like swan song too. He was moving on um, to do something that God was calling him to do uh, closer to his wife's family, which is awesome. And they've been there ever since. I mean, it's been a long, like, I mean, what the past 12 years they've been doing that ministry. But um, so I went and I got back and I said to Sarah, I'm like, nah, not again. And we ended up actually the following year, Sarah and I went to Ukraine uh, and we immediately fell in love. Like we felt led to that trip. Yeah. uh, Without a doubt. Uh, and then we like we went and we served and I was like, I'll go back here forever. So basically what you're telling me is you were Jonah. You were Jonah being called to Nineveh yeah. and you didn't want to go. Let's you, not you, call Jamaica Nineveh, well, but yeah. You hopped a whale. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you got got well, eaten. And then when you got there and everything was hunky dory, you got really mad and and pouted. I didn't get I I wasn't mad. Uh it was just, you know, Okay, whatever. Zach. No, I'm just joking. No, I know you're joking, but uh, yeah, it was it was just not it was not, it was. There's probably people that are more well suited for it that God's actually like saying sure. like I need you to. Do. And so I was asked to lead a team. I didn't feel led to call lead a team. I was asked to lead a team, and being a a a kind and faithful you servant, did I did it. Um, and Zach, so Sarah couldn't go. 
Um, you know, and Zach was the very first person I asked to go on the team. Uh, cause you know, you need somebody that you're going to trust to kind of be your number two. Uh, so not that I, I was the number two. I was the Phil and Sarah. For the you very much were. Um, and I did not, that I mean, no, nothing, no negative way. It was just like, I was there to lead the team because I was told I was leading the team. Like, uh, and, and the way it kind of worked out was you were in charge of the trip. I was in charge of the people. Yep. Like exactly. that's kind of how it was. I was making yeah. sure everyone was there that they needed to be. Yeah. And like every, all the little oh, squabbles that, you know, yeah. came up, you were in charge of making sure everything, everything came together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything came you together. You were dealing with yeah. pastors. You, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was big picture. You were the smaller picture. Um, but like, I mean, you need both. You need yeah. absolutely need both. And, um, and, and the pastor that we worked with was a really good guy. Uh, but the one thing you got to know about Jamaica is, and maybe you put this back into the, you know, your memory banks for the, when you're considering this is, um, everything operates just a little bit slower. Yeah, it's on Island time, Island time. And, um, they're way, they are way more flexible, uh, than I will ever be. I'm just, I'm not a, fl- I, 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 and I know that's, that's a quality that you should have. Um, You're I, very rigid. I, I can be, I can be. I mean, there's plenty of times where I can be flexible too, but man, when I have a plan yeah. laid out and which we did. Yeah. But and we this get, this was your first time. It was my first time. And I would say I was unflexibly rigid when we got there, when we were asked to, uh, to make a ton of changes the first night, like before we even had yeah. served, we were just having dinner with the pastor that we were serving with. Yeah. Um, on that first meeting, and he's like, Hey, we're going to change everything. Yeah. Everything changed. And so uh, I saw through what, what he was doing. And I talked to him afterwards a little bit. And I said, I think what you're doing is you're trying to minister to us in the fact that you're trying to get us to stretch a little bit and grow. We got this huge plan, how the things are going to work. We have, you said that I did. I talked to the guy about it. And, uh, How come this is the first time I'm hearing about this? I don't know because you were you were you were stressed, oh, buddy. Oh, <laughs> you were okay, oh, okay. Yeah. I see what this is. This is an intervention. Yeah, like, you've been saving it. You've been saving this for eleven years. I love you, buddy. Ten years. Uh, yeah, I love you too, man. Let's. We've been working so I, on that too. <laughs> yes. So it was like, hey, we're, everything is going to be different. Instead of doing what you want to do, how about we do a teen night where we have like a teen service every night? Like, wait a minute. Like, that's not really wasn't how we were planning this. Yeah. Um, we'd plan some VBS stuff and have some teen services, but not not at all what this guy had in mind. No. So it's not like we have our resources here at hand. We are in a country. It is not our own. You can't go. There's no Walmart to go to and get no. any of the materials that you needed to to do this. So we kind of take what you got and and make it work. We 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 want you to do all of this new ministry stuff, um, and starting tomorrow. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of our all your plans that you have are out the window, and this is what you're going to do. And I mean, overall, I think it was. I mean, when you when we look at what what happened over that week it ended up being i think a very fruitful week sure um i mean and, and it was kind of um it was it was framed as this is a teen trip because we took yeah, four true. students with us that's two right. other teen leaders and then four other adults went so it was we a pretty did. big team but it's it's a lot of stress when you're in a in a you know foreign country and and different culture and, yes. and safety and all that goes into that. But when you're taking teenagers and you've only been on the job for a, a year, yeah, I it, was I was stressed out to the max. <laughs> and not only that, you know, my boss was there too. Yeah. He and his wife were there as well. Um, and, so and they're very felt, very much um, 
royalty down there in a sense that they people are people that people. know them, people that saw them knew that they had positions of power and yeah. positions of, of they're they the ones in charge. Well, I but mean, Steve was really in I charge. Was, of, uh, so that I was, was in charge of the trip, but I wasn't in charge of the trip. And that, that was fine. I was just it was never like the the I mean. You can't have a, uh, a fight for power when you know there's no chance. So <laughs> for me, it was more about like, um, you know, managing everything and try not to, uh, you know, make a bad impression. Uh, you know, and I was a nervous wreck. I remember the first message I gave while I was down there was a train wreck. Do you remember that? I remember, I was like I remember you being headlights. super nervous. Oh, my gosh. Horrible. Well, you're – Let's set the stage a little bit. It was a very small church, um, very hot. Oh, it was my in the gosh. evening. There were people. I remember, there. they were building that church that yeah. was like uh, it was like the Colosseum was being built next door. It was this tiny little church, and, and you're speaking to people that you don't know if they really understand your. I mean, they spoke English, but it was it, it was a different. Well, I mean, it was kind of hard to understand they, what they, they speak, were saying. They speak patois, which, like, I mean, that's one of the. You know, the, English is the primary language. Patois is a big part of that. And I mean, and, so, and, and Patois is just like kind of a, a combination language where they, they it has English elements to it I, mixed with, I forget what else, like French, maybe. I can't. Uh, but the, the, the point is, I couldn't understand what they were saying. I'm figuring there was, they there was a cultural barrier yeah, between the two. I couldn't understand exactly what we were saying. I'll be honest. I had an easier time communicating in Ukraine. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had wow. an easier time communicating in Ukraine where the language was. Ukrainian, Russian, or whatever. Well, typically, I mean, it was, it was, you know, if you're speaking to the older people, they would interpret it in Ukrainian. If you were speaking to younger people, they would interpret it in Russian, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zach, Zach, you're completely right. Like, it's, uh, it was like people just stare at you. Yeah, stare like there. It was uh, absolute silence yeah. in the room, staring at you, and I'm like, did I? Have I made my points? And I was a very insecure speaker at that point. Yeah. Like I was still not confident in my speaking at all. Um, and so, and you know, having your your boss there yeah. is intimidating for anybody. Yeah. Uh, so I was, uh, I was just, I was petrified the yeah. whole time. And Zach, and then Zach gets up the next night. Yeah. And just crushes it. I did not crush it. You did so crush it. Like I, you, you're being, you're being modest. Well, here's the deal with that. Um, I also have anxiety when speaking. Most people do. And it stems from an incident when I was in college where I had to get up in front of the college class and speak. <laughs> and it was a biology class. And, <laughs> and, Sorry. Uh, I know the story. Yeah. And uh, I, my presentation was on river otters. And so being the genius that I was, I figured, you know, I, I can I can nail this. It's a college class. Like, who cares, right? I'm not going to put that much time into it. Um, so I really didn't prep that much or really practice what I was going to talk about. And so, so the day of, um, I, I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to add a, a, some graphics here, a picture, so I can show what a river otter looks like. So I go to the library. I find a picture in a book because this is way before – I could probably do this on a computer. Like we're old, you know, like that's, you kind of went to the library and, and I made a transparency. We are super old talking. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, Nobody knows what a transparency, transparency is, man. is. Is when you take this piece of thin plastic, like a paper and, and you go and you make a copy on it. I, and I, so then, I think I felt, I, I fell asleep for a minute. <laughs> Thanks buddy. <laughs> Just kidding. So Just that, talking about transparency. Yeah. So you take this then and you put it on a projector and it projects through the image onto the wall. 
So I make this of a of a otter, a river otter, and I didn't oh, realize that I'd used a kid's book to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so whenever I put day. it up on the wall, there's a picture of a river otter, and it's pointing to different features of this otter, and it's saying things uh. like cute wet nose and and big furry ears and a puffy tail, puffy tail, puffy, yeah. <laughs> used for swimming and stuff like that. And so I'm trying. So I put this thing up there i hadn't really looked at yet but i just figured i'll just talk about the different features yeah. of a river otter yeah right? why wouldn't they're cool otters are awesome they're fun. Otters my, are favorite, the best. my favorite animal so yeah, they're, my, up, they're one of my favorite animals, yeah so yeah. you put it up on the wall and then trying to get through that i i just my mind went blank i forgot anything i was going to say and i and i and i'm like yeah it's got webbed feet it's got a fluffy tail <laughs> and, oh a, and a cool black nose and so i'm like reading this and then and then I look at the room and everyone's looking at me like I've got three heads and everything goes blank in my brain. And I can't think of what I want to say. I start to sweat. I start to have like this mild panic attack in front of my college class. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how I got through the rest of it. Uh, I got done. I sat down. I, can, I remember asking one of my friends. I said, on a scale of one to ten, that was like a, a two, right? And she was like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my so, gosh. so that's that's was like my first experience yeah. of bombing in front of someone. So my second experience of bombing came down Jamaica. Can, can I, I had, can I talk about a public speaking thing real fast? Why, since you got the show, no, your, your no, I, I need to finish my story, then you can talk. Oh, uh, but I want it's, it, it relates to your college story. All right, go ahead. That's the only reason why I wanted to say. All right, go ahead, because I was going to say, okay, I might I might slightly have you beat as far as embarrassment in front of a bunch of people because I was giving a presentation in my. Uh, uh, I was at Pitt uh, at this point, you know, throughout all the transfers. Um, and I uh, I was in my history class and I had to get a pre- presentation on Abraham Lincoln, which sounds nice. that, which so- which sounds like a third grade presentation. <laughs> so what do you think about Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. He chopped down the cherry tree? Is that no, that was uh, George, George Washington. That was Georgie boy. There's no difference between the two uh, in my mind. Anyway, I so I, um, oh no. That's no, still recording. Good. Uh, my my screen went black. Oh, good. I was a little nervous. Um, so anyway, I'm giving a presentation on Abraham Lincoln, not yeah. George Washington. George Washington being one of the greatest presidents ever. Yeah. That would have been more fun. Um, not that Abraham Lincoln's not a great president. I just really like George Washington. Anyway, uh, I get through. I'm in it, and I have horrible, horrible stage anxiety at that at that point. And it was a really big class, uh, and I I start talking, and I lost my place. And I said a bad word <laughs> very loudly uh, I didn't in front of the whole class. Yeah. Oh, it was like pandemonium. <laughs> like people were dying, oh. laughing. The The guy that was grading me was like, what? <laughs> oh, he's like, is that something Abraham Lincoln said? And I'm like. No, Honest Dave, I don't think he used cuck uh, I don't th- I think Honest Dave was a much better person than me at that point. So anyway, I, I understand so, public so embarrassment. So do you remember what grade you got on that? Oh, dude, uh, I'm pretty sure at Pitt my highest grade was probably a C plus. Okay. I did not do well at Pitt at all. Um, but, yeah, did not do good on that one. Nice. I always got the speech that, hey, you're a likable guy, but uh, you need to apply yourself. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, story of my life. But go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. So going back to yeah. Jamaica, we're in Jamaica. You're up on stage. You, the river otter is in your head, like mocking you. Yes, <laughs> not at this point because I'm thinking I'm going to kill it. I practiced a ton. For you this. Did, and you did a great job. And I get up there, and and 
same thing with the river run. I thought before I go up, I'm like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to add a little bit to this. So the very don't never Cyrus do that. Flair. It, Cyrus Flair. Never do that. There's there's my tip for you. If you're going to public speak, never add anything like two minutes before you go up there because it throws you off. Anyway, so Dep- I'm like, depends on the person. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, the, at that time, we had a, a verse that was the, the verse of our teen ministry. It was, I see it, I have it blocked in my brain. It's either 1 Peter or 2 Peter. 3, 1 Peter. 1 Peter 3.15. Because that was our the name of our ministry, right? Studio 3.15? Studio 3.15. And it was after this passage. And so- Were we still called Studio 3.15 at that time? I or we were in rush yet? I think we were still Studio 3.15. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Go ahead, Zach. Because that's why I, I brought it up for this- Cause I was like, I'm going to use this because I'll just tie it right into my message. So I get up there Phone. and I completely forgot what, <laughs> what the passage was. So, and I go first Peter three fifteen says, and I, all I had in my notes was say first Peter three fifteen, And I didn't write down what it was because we had well, said it. So many times. You, you were that confident. Yeah. Oh, I, you so I get up there and my fool. mind goes blank. Just like adding the river otter transparency. How do I not remember this? My mind goes blank. I start to sweat and I cannot think. But thankfully, <laughs> the the pastor, um, the Jamaican pastor who I had forged that relationship with was sitting in the front row and he goes, he starts mouthing it to me. He knows it. He knows it off these, by heart. The, these Jamaican pastors, they, they know their Bible inside and out. He knows it by heart. And so he starts mouthing it to me. And so is I it, pretty is much it, is it this sack? Is it but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to yes. anyone? Yes, yes, to, that sounds to, right. That's First Peter, First Peter, First Peter three fifteen. Yes, to give a, a defense of of your faith. Yeah, basically. yeah, basically be able to present your your faith yes. to someone else. Yeah, so that was the point of it. And so thankfully he was there and uh, talked me through it. But in that in that moment, it was the same panic. Mine goes blank. Like, I can't think of anything. I can't, I can't, I don't know where I am. Um, it's just, just blankness. Your, your brain's not working. Yeah. The worst feeling in the world is when you're in front of people talking and, and everything go goes blank. blank. Oh yeah. It's the worst feeling. No in the doubt. World. I've, I've, I've ended messages. So early on in the team ministry, like just going along with that, there would be messages that would end early because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, uh, and uh, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I don't have anything else to say. And the kids would stare at me. I'm like, how do I have this job? Like, yeah. how am I doing? Anyway, uh, 2 Peter 3.15 is count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given to them. I mean, that would be a weird yeah, youth no, group. it wasn't that. It yeah, was it was definitely 1 Peter. But anyway. So, so, yeah, that's always the the, uh, the goal when speaking is not to go blank. Don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, your your goal is to be prepared enough and I was prepared. And no, and I'm and not saying that you're not. Sometimes being overprepared is worse. It is because you, you have expectations to hit all your marks. And you get going and, and there's just no creativity. There's mm-hmm. no just living in the moment, letting the yep. spirit work through you. Yep. Because a lot of um, speaking, um, preaching is that. Yep. Hey, you get up there and you let the spirit move through you. And yep. You're prepared. You've, you know where you want to go. But sometimes God will put something on your heart. There might be someone in that in that sitting in there that's listening to you that needs to hear something that you had not planned to do. hundred percent. And God will work through that. Um, so sometimes just following a script is not um, the best thing to do. No, I gave up on scripts a long time ago. Cause like Zach was saying, it's, it's, it's kind of a crutch. And I, and the reason why I would use the script was because I would be afraid I'd get up there and go blank and then yeah. be a total fool. Um, yeah. And I think what would end up happening for me was like, I would try to read everything verbatim. And then when I would, 
like go off. I couldn't come back to the script because then it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I'm like woefully underprepared, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, but I mean, that just comes with time. So I mean, if you're out there and you're thinking about like you want to get into ministry and like you want to be a speaker, you know, I just just understand like God's always going to get you prepared for what He needs you to do. There's elements of ministry that are heart things that cannot be taught. Um, and that's, those are the people that, you know, God calls. And then there's the things that can be taught, like speaking in front of people is a teachable thing. It's not a, yeah. and it's, it's not something a that you natural grow thing necessarily. It can be natural, but you grow into it for sure. Yeah. You get more comfortable. Yes. You start, you start realizing that, you know, not every time you speak, there's going to be the river otter panic. <laughs> oh gosh. The river otter. <laughs> like I remember on Saturday night live, Brian fellows. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the, the like guy, he, he, was, he was like the the Indiana Jones guy, or like the oh uh, he, no, he he had the hat on, but he was supposed to be like this uh, this adult zookeeper. Or yeah, something? no, he wasn't a zookeeper. He was just a kid that really liked animals. <laughs> well, it was he was an adult that had the mentality of a child that really liked animals, and he would always envision the the like so the new animal would come out after the first animal come out, and the first animal he'd have like envision like it saying something really negative towards him, like he wasn't good <laughs> enough or whatever. And so in my head, all I'm seeing is you standing up there, and then like this thought bubble comes up with this otter, like you gonna mess up again, <laughs> Zach. That's all I can see in my. <laughs> Oh, that's you it. done that's it yeah uh. oh gosh but that's yeah but I, I would say so i mean when we look at that jamaica trip as a whole this is why you always have to consider like you know what what is god calling me to and what am i calling myself to um i think it was i mean it wasn't it wasn't a failure at all no it wasn't a failure but i think it could have been more successful um when you allow when you consider allowing people to lead that feel called to lead things rather than like asking somebody that's the most convenient to go do it. Um, and that's, that's not an indictment of the person that asked me at all. Like, I I mean, obviously he was just doing his, like his leadership job because sometimes, I mean, you have to put yourself into a situation to know if you're the right one for it. It just so happened in this situation that I already knew that I was not the right person (laughs) for it. Um, and I was asked anyway, but like Zach was saying, and this could be a story for another day because we're almost at the 40 minute mark. Um, when I, the, Canada, when I made the connection with the O'Boyle family, man, it'd be awesome to have Greg O'Boyle on at some point. Uh, just with like the amount of mission work that he did, he spent years in in uh, China preparing to go into Toronto to serve the Chinese. Oh wow! Um, oh my gosh, it's, it's such, they're such cool people. Like we need to have Greg on. Um, but it, you know, when you when you look at that situation uh, and how God just allowed that to to grow and it was like you know blessed people up there blessed his church it blessed us oh my goodness it's like that is a clear calling to something like sarah and i went up there to meet them for the first time because the same conversation when i was asked to do uh jamaica i was also hey we we know these people up in canada are doing mission work with the chinese we'd love for you to go check it out sarah and i went up there and we knew immediately that this was like where god was calling us um, and so we got to have this amazing relationship built with the O'Boyle family um, who were serving the Chinese and building a Chinese church uh, just because they had a burden on their heart to do it. Now uh, we got to serve alongside um, uh, Willow Springs camp 
and uh, their camp administrator, who is still one of my favorite people to talk to because he's one of the sweetest people in the entire world. Uh, he and his wife both are just just amazing, amazing people. Um, and it wasn't just the comfort aspect of it. It was the fact that, like, you just you just know when God's, like, prepared you for, to do something because you see how it, it just blesses all around. And it takes the right person. Um, so, like, I don't think we should ever have the mentality, I'm just going to do this because I want to do it. Do it because you feel, like, called to do it. And, you know, yeah. pray for peace about it. Um, I mean, that's always, I mean, the Holy Spirit never returns void on that prayer. Yeah. And if you're not getting peace about it, that's because he doesn't want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Typically. Probably. Typically, yeah. Typically, yeah. If you're not feeling peace about it, like, it's because the Holy Spirit's not going to, like, lead you in fear. He's not going to scare you. But he's just going to be like, no, don't do not do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you have a similar <clears throat> situation. I mean, you guys led a DR team. We did. I think we're talking about we're, we're straying a little bit from just the idea of mission work more into what God's calling you to do. Yeah, sure. Um, mission work in a whole, I don't know if we want to talk about just feeling – difference between like uh, long-term mission work and short-term like week stuff that we we oftentimes do at the church mm-hmm. um but I, I think as far as the jamaica trip it wasn't that the jamaica trip wasn't something that we had poured in like our church had poured into mm-hmm. it's something that you had not poured into it's something yes. that uh, i'm thinking people in our church who started that trip maybe had the same experience that you had in canada uh-huh. with jamaica oh for sure hundred percent. So, and so since they had moved on and, and weren't doing it anymore, they needed someone to yeah. step up and take yeah. that mantle and, 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 and take the yeah. job and run with it. But you didn't have the background. You didn't have the, the calling in it. The calling and the longing and the, yeah, it, it, I mean, there's, there's. It'd be like you taking someone and starting the Canada trip and saying, hey, I can't go here. Take that. Well, maybe they're yeah. not supposed to do. Yeah, that. that's that's yeah. the thing. Like, are, are they willing to step up and take care of it maybe one time? Sure, and we had that situation. You know, Pastor Warren filled in for Sarah and I when we had our when we had uh, Luke, I yeah. think, um, which was awesome. Like, you know, they went and they they I mean, they had some car issues, which was unfortunate, <laughs> but they 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 had a good time and they built a relationship because um, uh, Tracy. Pastor Warren's wife, Tracy, actually had gone with us those first two years. So she was already familiar with it and built bonds with them. Yeah. So it was kind of a natural progression, but like we knew it wasn't the long term solution. It was like Sarah and I are coming back uh, the following year. And like, and that's what God does. I mean, he, he prepares to send us to places that he knows that we're going to be effective, not for our own benefit, but for his glory, for his benefit. So, um, yeah, I would I would highly recommend like serving on a mission trip and make sure you're like when you yeah. do serve, it's what you're like where you're being called to. I mean, there's such a big difference between like being meant to do something, being like not necessarily being meant and called to do something, but um, like leading and serving on a team. Yeah, there, yes, there's a difference between leading a team and serving a team because um, I did lead a team to the DR. Um, co-led a team i i i was in charge of the people um we went through an organization that was started in our church the giving hands foundation um felicia and jacob do an amazing job down there yeah um, and they just opened up their just clinic opened up the clinic that we helped work on while we were down there um and felicia did all of the on-site contacting she got she got all of the transportation worked out all the places we're going to stay. So I did, I wasn't involved with that other mm-hmm. than just making sure people were where they needed to be in on time and having conversations with Felicia to make sure stuff was ready for us. Yep. 
Um, so that part I didn't have, which I think is what you did a lot of on the Jamaica trip and the stuff that I would be freaked out to do. Like yeah. de- dealing with people is hard enough that you know, but dealing with people and all the circumstances that could go wrong oh, in a dude. foreign country when you don't speak the language and, and don't even know what <laughs> – what, God bless you. Thank don't you. Even know what you know. Denomin- what a time to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't even know what denomination. Not denomination is that the right word? The money, like how, what the exchange rate. Denominations. Is, denominations of money is yeah. Like don't know the, the language. Currency. Is this my dollar going to work down here? All this stuff that you don't even know going in. Oh, dude, thankful. what was what was this? Was a Jamaican dollar, right? Yeah, I, I don't know what the. Oh, you're talking about rate. dr. I'm I was sorry. talking about the dr when I was down there. Yeah, um, but I led that trip, um, and it wasn't. It was along the same lines where I don't know if I really was called to do it or I wanted to do it, but it's not that I, okay, let's put it this way. It's, not, it's going good. I, yeah, <laughs> not that I, I, I don't know if I really wanted to do it, but yeah. I felt like I, I was supposed to do it. Yeah. And I feel like that is, that is a calling. Like, yep. I, Hey, I, I'm not going here on vacation. Right, because no. uh, we go to a lot of nice places, Jamaica, um, Dominican, yeah. where there's beaches and stuff that you can go to on a free day, and it's it's warm and no, it's nice, people, yeah, and it's it's nice, um, but that's not why that should uh, never be the reason no, why you go somewhere exactly, and that's not why I wanted to go, and and to lead the trip was kind of a lot. Um, it is, and it was interesting because we did a sports trip. And we got the softball team involved with it, and we did, like, baseball clinics while we were down there. Um, and then and you, you guys got probably destroyed in baseball. We, we, when we played, yeah. yeah it good, like, <laughs> we did a baseball clinic where everybody beat us. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the Dominican is baseball crazy, and they're really good at it, and they were very good at And we, we played softball with them, but, uh, yeah, they crushed us. They were very good. Yeah, like, The kids imagine. down there are uh, being drafted and such. So, but it was cool. Like after the game, we'd go out in a big group and we'd pray for people, and um, we we gave away equipment and did that type of thing. We also did a VBS in in, in a, uh, um, a a medical mission while we we're down there because the, the main reason we're in the area that we were in the Dominican was that's where Jacob was from, um, and he became a doctor and wanted to go back and, and build a clinic in his hometown because there wasn't any place in in that little area in the village to get any um, health care. Yeah. And so it was his dream. God put it on his heart and just what he had to go through just to get that, to build, to get funds, to get backing at the government and all that. And, and he did, he did an amazing job. They got roads, roads paved in order. To yeah. Get it's there. pretty, it's really incredible what they're doing. And they the got American. a clinic and, and just to be part of that is cool to look back on. But yeah, yeah. it was something, a mission trip is something you, God needs to call you to do. And, For sure. And when you talk about success in a mission trip, there's multiple layers of success. Sure. There's layers um, both with your team and as well as who you're serving. So yes. um, everyone on your team goes down there with the with the heart that, hey, I'm going to go make a difference, right? But the, well, you, you hope so. Yes. Like that's what, you, what you're hoping will happen. But what happens a lot is you grow as a person yeah. going down there you're in a new culture you see how people live that's different than you you're being stretched you, you don't have the crutches at home that you can go to um to just have comfort you're eating food you don't doesn't agree with you you're uh. in the bathroom all the time with weird stuff happening that's never happened to you before and you're like this man good. this is good yeah and you're like wow i'm being stretched and used in, in ways that 
that you don't expect. And that's that's a lot of a mission trip is your personal growth and, yep. and re- reliance on God and being used for his work. Um, and then there's the what, what you're hoping to accomplish when you're down there, yeah. whether it be a VBS and you're hoping kids get to know who God is or a medical missions and just hoping to, to touch someone physically and, and relieve some yep. of their pain and burden they may be going through. Um, so to say the Jamaica trip, going back to where we started to finish yeah. up here, to say the Jamaica trip was success or not a success. I think a lot of people that went on that trip were touched in a positive oh, way. Oh my goodness. Yes. A lot in their faith. Um, I would, yeah. I would never say it was unsuccessful. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. And, and I feel like even some of the work that we did down there, um, I, I feel was a, 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 a very God honoring thing. We did this yes. thing where we brought soccer balls that they, had, Oh, that's right. You got this. I yeah. still have that up on my, my shelf up in my office. Yeah. There was a company, um, it was called like mission ball or something yeah. where they would put the gospel on a soccer ball and you, you took them with, we had to take pumps with us. <laughs> we took the soccer ball and these pumps and we pumped up the soccer balls and we got down there and just gave them to kids. Yeah. And, you, <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> you're right there, partner. I'm going to make it. <laughs> We're almost done. No. Nah. But we, we would give these soccer balls to kids with the gospel on it, and they'd go play with it, and they would have it there with them. Yeah, Zach and, bought like 200 of these. these it wasn't that. It was like 25. That's it? Yeah. It seemed like you had like it was a, a lot an infinite amount. Yeah. and But just something like that, you don't know how God used what we did. Yeah. Just um, we see all the, the warts because we led the trip. Yeah. <laughs> all the stuff that, that went wrong and was tough terrible and yeah. difficult to do you would have sworn that zach had the unending quiver of soccer balls like uh, it was <laughs> Whoop, like he was like legolas but, but the thing is a, every time you gave like a group of kids a soccer ball it caused like a riot like the kid would that got the ball would be like running away with it yes. they wouldn't want anyone else to touch it or steal it pastor and, greg has plenty of stories about <laughs> yes just pandemonium yeah so it, it was a good idea and maybe not a good idea at the same time. Yeah. But. but yeah, so if you're thinking about serving on a mission team, we would highly recommend it. Pray about it. Just make sure you're going somewhere that you, uh, you never have the mentality that I'm going to go just to experience a different country. Go, you know, it, with the mindset that, hey, I'm doing this to serve God and serve others. Like it always comes back to the great commandment. That's what our lives should always be like, just, you know, completely surrounded by is the fact that I love God. And through that love, I'm going to love other people. And that's what I'm going to focus on. If your focus is on, hey, I'm going to go to Jamaica, I'm going to get really good pics for Instagram. <laughs> no. Like, please. Please don't go. Like, please, I mean, you might end up being blessed, sure, but yeah, or, um, or I'm going to Africa because I'm going to get like a, a a picture of a lion. Yeah, yeah. Please, please be mindful that the, the reason you're going is to serve people and to be kind to people and to love people, um, and uh, you know, and God takes care of the rest. So, uh, hey, that's episode one. We are we are way over time yeah. uh, for what we're planning on, but for the first episode, you know. It's right. good. It's a little you bit of a it. bonus content uh, kind of thing. But for for the Zach and Steve have a podcast podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. All right.